If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It's another day, another week, another month, another May in 2016. So don't slump. We gonna do it right. Ride slow, ride high in the friend zone. You gonna do it one more time in the friend zone. Yeah, no friends singing, but you got your boy D-Rock and Asante speaking and slinging. Spoken word for the big bird. Say it one more time when you got a rhyme or a dime. The number 10, Big Mac bitches, tell them how you feel in the friend zone. Did you say Big Mac bitches? I don't know what the fuck I said. (laughs) (laughs) You know how people, they act like they're conscious and then they're talking about nothing. It's like, what did you just say? (laughs) So I said something about Big Bird and I said, I got to run with Big Bird. Big Bird. You are funny. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Friend Zone, the episode that is going to start May off, the episode that is not about Beyonce, so I don't care about it now. The episode that, no, that's fucked up. We're not talking about Beyonce this week, so I'm like less interested. Oh, oh damn, you ruined it for the people. <laughs> Beyonce's actually here. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, <laughs> I wish I could do her voice. Right. Don't try. You know someone's like, no, that was bad. It's like, all right, we was just playing. <laughs> but just kidding. We're going to get it popping, get it started here in the friend zone. Dustin, how you feeling this week? I feel fantastic. I'm really happy to be here. You blessed and highly favored? Always. But we're also going to talk about Beyonce. We always talk about Beyonce. She's always relevant to any conversation that can be had. So right. if I had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough to speak about how relevant <laughs> Beyonce is. I just want to <laughs> let that be known. It's a blessing. I'm not an adult. Lemonade. Spike it. Spike it. Lemonade. Don't try it. Bike uh-uh. it. If you go that way, dike it. <laughs> if you got three wheels, then trike it. Thought I forgot? Yeah, right. I'm biking it. That's back in it with my accent in it. Guess what, baby? Put 50 cent in it. I'm a machine. I go right in between and then I push. And you pull. And I push. And you pull. And I push. And you pull. If you a real freak, I'm rubbing your skull. There you go. There you go. It's just, it took over. 
Had to get you a piece. I get it. I understand. I don't know what happened because it was just spontaneous. The spontaneity was all. It happens. It happens. It was like a Grammy night moment. <laughs> like we was all together, you know, the night of the Grammys, drinking champagne. You know what I'm Champagne-y. saying? Champagne. So. Yes. <laughs> last week's episode, we discussed Beyonce's Lemonade Beyonce. Project. Hold up. Hold up. We uh, basically shared what we thought about it as well as the different references that we picked up on by watching it and listening. And a lot of you, as always, had a lot to say. So who stood out to you guys? Asante. Actually, a couple of y'all stood out. I'm not going to call y'all out. I responded to one in the notes and I don't have it in front of me. But I wanted to take the time out to say, R.I.P. to Prince. Because we did not address it on last week's episode, but we did address it in our everyday lives. Like, we went to... Yeah, that was a weird part. We actually were talking about it before Man. we started recording. And then once we started recording, we just stuck to the yeah. conversation. But I mean, it's Prince. He was on our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. You know what I'm saying? We went to the movies and seen <laughs> Purple Rain cry. Like, Oh, I want to go see it. I heard that they extended it now for AMC. I might go see it again, actually. I, I have saw to. It was I so- never good. seen it in the big theaters, obviously. I know, that's so that's why, like a big treat. That's why I was hell-bent on going. How was it? Amazing. It was amazing. It was so, yeah. it was so crazy to actually And then everyone there, the inside obviously like loves him. Dancing so. and, and so shit since up. he died, right, I sat in the front of the theater, so I had to look up to watch it. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> I'm so mad at you. I did. <laughs> so I sat in the front because he did, so I felt like the only right way to watch it, like if I'm looking at him, I said, well, let me look up. You know I'm what I'm so saying? Mad <laughs> so that was it. Well, you said the only right way to watch it makes me think of how Wendy Williams on her show, on her right, she always has the, the pictures and she try to look up and talk to them every time. She's like, all right, person. When she looks to, I feel, y'all are going to look at, y'all going to listen and be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> but on Wendy's show, when she is talking to someone during hot topics or whatever, the picture is enlarged on her right. <laughs> She'd be trying to talk to them like, here's my lesson for you. It's like, wait, Wendy, they're not there. What are you doing? <laughs> But, I'm mad you brought but, but for the movies and prints, like, that's understandable. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Yeah, I was devastated. Wendy. To be honest, I still haven't even gotten over it because it's just so shocking. It still don't feel real. It doesn't because he was larger than life, so it's it like, just doesn't seem possible. Oh, what people were saying, like, a world without Prince and Michael is just like, what? It, a music world without them is tough. That's true. Think, yeah. about every, think about the last time you probably saw or heard a Prince cutting up somewhere and then... It's not going to happen no more. It's like, what? Yeah. And he was, because um, he, like, I, when was this? Maybe a year, two years ago? He actually um, met with Maya. Shameless mm. Maya. Yeah, and totally changed her life creatively. She actually is the photographer who took the picture of his last album, the... Artificial wow. age. That's so That's dope. Shameless Shout out to Maya's Shameless photography. Maya. So her, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so him giving her that opportunity, um, Changed her life, obviously, number one. And that was just impactful for all of us because we were like, it's Prince. Like, you know Prince now. (laughs) And just hearing the stories about him, like how he was actually like a really nice person and wanting to help other black creatives. Mm -hmm. He was constantly like, you know, searching the Internet for young black creatives. That's how he found her on YouTube. He found Coco and Breezy, who designed those Mm -hmm. third eye glasses. glasses. Those are my friends. Shout out to Coco and Breezy. Right, Coco and Breezy. So it's like 
he that was his thing to, and now you're starting to find out all these charities that he had been donating to like mm-hmm. black men in tech you know like music programs like he was to me that's like a real humanitarian that mm-hmm. they don't necessarily do it for show because no, i don't remember no him talking no yeah about any nothing. of these things it wasn't about like photo ops or it was just like i want to help the world which yep. seemed from all the people i know that knew him personally seemed like a reoccurring theme for him yeah. like how can i make the world better <sighs> right just don't take that moment out yeah Prince. we had to Prince made some good ass music he too. was he amazing made some good He's, Good music, like un, like un, it's not debatable. Everybody likes it. And he was, if you think about it, he was. Unless I'm missing, but isn't he like the first artist that did the whole visual album concept, like Purple Rain, mm. right? Maybe I don't know. I think that was more of like a soundtrack to the film type thing, like a musical score type. You thing. think? Because yeah. to me, it seemed. I don't think well, it no, was because like, it was you know. so well, no, such a always, huge I, part of the movie. Was yeah. you, know, you know, like it was because the soundtrack to me usually makes me feel like it's like a compilation mm-hmm. of right. artists. But with him, it was it like, was like he, a score. Right, he scored yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that's how he does a lot of his because uh, he, he's done because a they bunch fit, of visuals. Because the thing is, the songs in Purple Rain fit the storyline you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it wasn't just songs that were underneath to give the scenes life right. it was like actually part of the storyline of like you know how he wanted her but she had another man mm-hmm. and his you know I don't know I the thought it was the whole thing with cool. the family and I would not feel yeah, all that yeah like it was like the original lemonade <laughs> don't hurt her and, and you Mom, know what dad right. don't hurt her <laughs> You are funny. Stop! And that was the crazy part because last week, before we talked about Lemonade, Lemonade came out, and then we went to the movies to see Prince, like, as, like, our break from Lemonade. Right. And then, you know, back in the Lemonade world. But it was still, like, Prince really put a lot of shit in perspective for that, too. He's inspired some of your faves because I feel like a lot of people don't know their musical history. But that's for y'all to decide because I heard people say that they didn't know who or what Prince was popular for, and I really felt like I was being (gasps) trolled. That's how you get blocked. People were saying that? No, thank God. I'm not going to name nobody's name Please on here because I'm not. I'm not giving anybody any free promotion. Is it who I think it is? I, I'll tell you after the show who it was that was saying that shit. Well, but it was like they used to live in Harlem. No, they white though. I'll oh, say that. Okay. You know, not that I don't love white people. <laughs> I, I thought it <laughs> was. Like, but it was, it was funny because you know he had a point that he was trying to make about black people crying over Prince and shit and then not knowing. Uh, songs and singles and I'm just like come on bro I don't know what black person you talk to that don't know but you, come on oh I know exactly who you're talking about right you know who I'm and talking about I hope about. he didn't say it in front of the person that I'm thinking that yeah, he, he probably did. said it in front he, of he most certainly did okay um, anyway <laughs> anyway uh, friend did you see any comments that stuck out to you Um, I did well before we just leave Prince Prince we love you we love you Prince <laughs> right. right we know that you up there listening and hopefully you're thank get, you for changing and our judging, lives still talking about people still laughing and yeah. Being shady and, and you awesome. know, um, Patty LaHelle was tweeting videos of of Prince like performing, and there's a couple of ones that she posted of him like it was close up shots of him playing the guitar. He was like so passionate, and mm. it, and it did something to me because I was like, could you imagine a life where you you really found that thing that gives you that rush, and then you you pursued it and executed it amazingly well because obviously we all love him and then he's successful. He's, like, changed music. Like, mm-hmm. imagine what that feels like. It's like getting you somebody to go home face. with you every night of your life. 
You know what I'm saying? For the, for the rest of your life, you get somebody new and fine to come home with you every oh night. That's what it feels Only like. Only Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so we love you, Prince, and thank you for being you and allowing us to be here. Yes. <laughs> right? I'm so thankful that I got to actually experience yes. Prince. Yes, yes. Prince and MJ and, Jackson, and Whitney and, and Luther. Ma- Listen, we were alive when Madonna, Mariah, yep. MJ, Prince, yep. all these people were on the charts. Mm-hmm. Even Aretha, because a rose <laughs> is still a rose. <laughs> Out of all songs. <laughs> Out of all that was like songs. her last hit. <laughs> that was like her last hit. <laughs> Do you remember award shows when these were the artists that were performing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yes. Anyway. I remember the Diddy tribute. performances? Oh, Diddy my performances God. used to be the bomb. He used to they have, did. like, the elephants and, and light shows. And, and circus niggas on, like, like stilts with springs. Like, they was, like, they was hopping, like, pogo stick-ass leg ass. Niggas. I don't know what the hell that was, but it was all that. No, twice. yeah, that's when people when used to put choir. budgets oh, behind yeah. there. And Sting. Well, he brought a little Kim out. Sting. <laughs> Sting. Yeah. We had Sting. 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 I was like, okay, come on. I was watching. <laughs> I love Sting. Sting. Yes. Don't get me started on the police. Hey, Sting is the shit. Oh, come on. Sting Legend. is forever. Oh. Never mind. I was about to say, and you know, you can't say Prince without talking about Morris Day the time, but Ooh, that's really for oh, it. Have you heard? Hey. Oh, we are, we are. Hey. I wanna know you. Know ya. Jungle up. Man. If I would have been grown back then, you know, I would have been a huge Morris Day the time. That's right up my alley. how cool is it that they were really friends when they were little? Yes. Like, I saw pictures of them, like, in the cafeteria in, like, high school or something. I think that is... Insane. That's why this shit was so lit. You were at a cafeteria table with Prince and Morris Day. Back in the day. (laughs) Crazy. But anyway, okay. So uh, the comment that stood out to me was by Jocelyn. Jocelyn. (laughs) Jocelyn Kelly on SoundCloud. And she said, thank you so much, friend, for breaking Lemonade down the way that you did. I have a lot of bee haters in my circle. And I've been trying to express how her project was to empower women. You did that um, much more eloquently than I ever could. Also, much like Asante, you opened my eyes to the existence of different African religions. I am much more of a spiritual person and have always felt out of place in the Christian religion. It feels like I do it just because that is what has always been taught to me. But as I am nearing 30, I feel this absence of comfort with the disconnect. I'm very interested in learning more about the many different African religions as I feel more closely connected to the traditions and rituals. I would like to know where is a good place to start. If you are new to these religions and their principles, I'm looking to become a more complete and elevated version of my beautiful black self. Mm. Mm. Right. So I thought that was great because even my mom, when she listened to the episode, she was like, I can't believe you brought up Santeria and, you know, Candomblé and all those things. I'm like, Mom, I get that it's been taboo. You know, like I said, when the colonizers kind of came and made us feel like we were uncivilized or barbaric or uh Satan worshippers, which a lot of people still are conditioned to think that now. And I actually mm-hmm. got a lot of tweets from people saying that me bringing it up and even Beyonce paying homage to it made them rethink their aversion <laughs> towards 
certain, you know, spiritual traditions and practices and maybe realizing that maybe they have been brainwashed to right. think that there's something wrong with it. And now they're going to look into it. And obviously, I didn't bring up any of those references to convert or sway. But yes, you I, did. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to understand how we've been disconnected from our traditions and cultures and the loss that you might feel if you are Catholic or something and you might not feel connected. Maybe there's something that you're missing that you haven't you know, taking the chance to look beyond Christianity and see how you're supposed to connect with God, like, and your ancestors. So I'm glad that conversation was brought up. Yeah, so that definitely stood out to me. So I'm excited that people are curious. And people are asking me to do a segment, which I don't think is proper because to speak about, you know, Ifa or Espiritismo and Santeria and things like that, you have to be initiated. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't, know I don't want nobody that. trying yeah. to jump on me. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just, we didn't talk about just Google it. Just Google it. No, it. yeah, you have to be. I at least for me, out of respect, like the women I grew up knowing, you know, and people in my family, that's not something you you speak on the details of if it's not what you're a part of. Right. You know, I was never initiated just because I never went through with the process, but it's something I just grew around, which is why I know it. But if you want to find out more, I mean, there are tons, especially now after Lemonade came out, I saw a lot of articles yeah. um, talking about, you know, Yoruba religions and West Africa. So definitely just do your research. Look up the names. Google, ho. Yeah, look up Odishas and, and Oshun and all the ones that came up and, and see what resonates. When people ask, where do I start? Just read. Anywhere. Yeah, go to the library, pick up a book on Odishas, go on Amazon, just pick one and then... Let it kind of take you where it wants to take you if you find it interesting. That's, to me, the best way to learn as opposed to expecting people to, like, tell you what to read. Right. So that stood out to me. What about you, Dustin? What stood out to you? <clears throat> like this. Um, so <laughs> I've decided that this week, every week I'm going to use this segment to highlight a tweet that stood out to me. Nice. So all of my, re- all of my um, you know, my pool of possible choices. We'll be coming from the Twitter, okay? (laughs) So my Twitter is look at Dustin. Just tweet me whatever you want to tweet me. It doesn't matter. And so tonight's tweet comes from friend to the show, friend in real life, and friend in everybody's YouTube with her channel, The Bell of the Ball, Maleficent on Twitter, Patty LaHill, who tweeted, and her Twitter is uh, at underscore M-A-L-E-F-I-C-E-N-T-T. She said, on a serious note, Attorney Nene Leakes would beat Annalise Keating in the courtroom. Debate your mother's improperly washed greens. <laughs> that was her tweet. So in other words, <laughs> if Nene if Nene Leakes, it has nothing to do with the topic, but I'm highlighting a tweet. Oh, okay. So if oh, Nene so Leakes, just right, highlighting yeah, random tweets. Tweet, whatever tweet. So uh, okay, I that's see what right. happened right so now. If, <laughs> so if. What she's saying is that if Nene Leakes was an attorney with her 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 brawny arguing style, oh if she God. was an attorney, she would beat what we know Annalise Keating to be on how to get away with murder. That's the most. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then she said, "Before you come in my mentions with that bullshit, <laughs> debate your mother's improperly washed greens." 
<laughs> so I just wanted to say shout out to you, Patty LaHale. Your tweet stood out. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm watching you. Just know I'm watching. The eyes was watching God and my eyes is watching your tweets. God damn it. <laughs> oh, so Lord. for this week's episode, we are going to, we noticed that there were a lot of think pieces, of course, that uh, came yes. out. That's the new wave uh, for Lemonade. And one of the biggest topics that we noticed was the idea of inclusion. So the thing, and actually it was, I was telling Dustin, it was his timeline that inspired me to want to talk about this because I saw him going back and forth <laughs> <laughs> with, with um, a few people who felt that Beyonce should have included trans women more fat black women and as well as people who weren't necessarily I think the proper term obviously correct me if I'm wrong is able that aren't able-bodied so if they're like handicapped you know um so they felt that if she was creating this project that was supposed to represent womanhood then all types of women should have been a part of the project so inclusion with the focus though mm -hmm. on larger African-American women and transgender women mm -hmm. who were who did not and look, handicapped who women. did not look cisgender right and handicapped women specifically with the emphasis on heavy set, you know, black women. Right. That's that's the one that you because were going they called back me and forth. fat phobic. Right. I because saw that. I said that the think piece was stupid. Go ahead, friend. Right. <laughs> so that's what we want to discuss today. When if you are creating art is inclusion necessary let's talk about it first of all art is up for interpretation and art is solely um it's solely up to the creator you know of what is produced you can't tell me what my art is supposed to include this is not something this is not a service this is not a public service this is not um a necessity this is not a you know, one of your needs being met. This is not, you know, sustenance and covering. This is art. So it's not something that I have to make available for everyone to use. Beyonce had absolutely no responsibility to, responsibility to include anyone other than whoever the hell she wanted to include. And what really pissed me off was the same people that were jumping in my mentions telling me that I was trash and fat phobic. You know, I said, okay, so who all should have been on in here? I said, and if you miss anybody, I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> I saw that. So they tweeted me back. <laughs> they was like, um, transgender women, how you know it wasn't nobody in there transgender? How you know? Did you lift everybody's fucking skirt up and check for balls or whatever? Did, what did you do, you know? Second of all, so not only transgender women, then transgender women who don't, transgender women who don't look cisgendered. Right, I did see that. How you know? What are you talking about? You know, they said everything. So then somebody <laughs> tweeted them back, tweeted me back and said, hey, Dustin, they forgot albino women. Get them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, well, she covered that in. No, I'm just like, you, like, you, you know, you, <laughs> It was the most ridiculous, far-fetched thing I had ever seen in my life. You're talking about a reach. This is the green mile of reaches. And so I just couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe that all these people who obviously took personal issue with this being specific to over, overweight, heavyset women, that, those are, that's who was attacking me and calling me fat phobic because I said that a piece was stupid. I never said anything about somebody being overweight or how, anything about that, period. I was talking about the article, dog, not how much you weigh. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about you. I wasn't even talking to you. 
So how why did we, why would you take take what I said insultingly? But that loops back around to what we always talk about, which is why sometimes it's just none of your business. Right. If you don't agree <laughs> with what I had to say, then just you don't agree. I don't need to know. Right. Um. I think with inclusion, it's tricky because, especially when it comes to art, art is a perspective. That's how that you what you're sharing when you share art is how you view something. Mm-hmm. It's your perception of something. So when you focus on inclusion, it takes away, in a way, from how you see it because now you're creating art that is more so trying to be politically correct as opposed to just creating art because you're creating art. You know, you can't, I, I can't create what you expect of me because then it's no longer my creation. That's basically what it comes down to for me. So it, it reminds me of um, Lena Dunham when she had the show Girls that I was actually telling you about yeah. last week. When and even shows like Sex in the City, a lot of people I remember were really mad because there are no black women on it for years, and I never really understood that because I felt these this show is a, is a one white lady's perspective right. of her right. friendships and how she sees New York and her relationships and the conversations her and her girls have. I don't want her to just throw in a black girl just right. because she has to. Number one, it probably won't make sense. Number two, <laughs> she's not going to know how to speak for the black girl or the writing, I should say, is not going to be representative. And then if she hires a black girl, then it's not to be the writer for the black actress, then it's no longer her story. She's just creating. She ain't even got to go through all that. As long as we That's in the I'm restaurants saying. eating, you know what I'm saying, when they <laughs> film it, as long as we shop milling around in the stores while they shopping, <laughs> the I'm straight. That yeah, just and mean I, we there. You know, right. that's and real I think, depiction. I think it's it gets tricky when you like if someone said to me, Fran, create a movie about your life, I can't think about inclusion because it's not gonna be my life anymore. You better, otherwise you're gonna be fat phobic like <laughs> me. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna be able to include the people that when you ask me to create something, the people that come to mind. Now that's for art and personal, you know, creations. Now, when you talk about bigger projects, like, let's say, a Marvel movie or something or something, you know, some big movie that's not necessarily like someone's perspective on something, but it's just like a big general project, then I think inclusion is important. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not like a Marvel movie, at least from my understanding, I don't know. It's not like someone's perspective on life. It's just a story that someone created, you know, with a lot of different elements. And I'm sure there are tons of different writers then, yeah, you should have different races and body types. You know, that to me is when it's important. But if it's a personal project, then I want to know what your life is like. I don't want you to paint a life that I'll feel comfortable watching. I want to know what your life was like, right. whether I can see myself in it or not. And to be, and truth be told, I, underst- I actually enjoy seeing things where I don't see myself because that means that's a perspective that I probably had no access to exactly. whatsoever. And I, instead of being mad that I'm not a part of it, I just appreciate learning something I didn't understand before. That's sort of how I choose to see it. So that's my stance on it. What about you, Asante? I agree with everything that you said because I really have to sit back and think to myself as an artist— you know, what I want to say, how do I want to express myself? And inclusion, you know, partially is the reason I feel so stifled sometimes. You know, right. you, you say one thing and then people are like, oh, you said this, so you spoke against me. And it's like, no, I didn't. I don't even know you. Like what Dustin was saying. Right. I said this and I just spoke and you just took whatever, you know, you took from it and had to use that against me, oddly enough. And I think when people do those think pieces about how they need to feel included, they forget 
people people forget that people are people. I know that sounds fucked up, but when you have to think about Beyonce dealing with what she's dealing with and what her story is about, you wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that she should have done this, that, and the third, because this is what her story was. It was about this, not even about none of that other shit. Because when you really think about it, why would I ask Beyonce to take on some things that she doesn't rarely, she doesn't speak on regularly? Why would I say, I want Beyonce to make sure she represents for the big girls and for the trans girls? Because Beyonce always does that for all, you know what I'm saying? She might not have enough friends to know how to represent it properly. It, a lot of that stuff may not have even crossed her mind just because she simply wanted to tell her story. And I think people forget, they think inclusion means that it needs to be at the forefront of your your brain all the time. Like you always need to be accommodating to other people. You always have to, you know, wonder and create for others when it's really for yourself. Right. Yes, others have that point of view, those perspectives that they can share, get conversation started. But then it's like they go to the source and it's like, all right, well, I know this is the Mona Lisa, but this shit was painted wrong. It's like, no, this is the inspiration. You don't talk right, about the strokes on it or the yeah, lighting. Yeah, that's how they saw it. People just forget and they get fucked up and it fucks me up. It fucks the world up. And you can't expect everything from everyone. Like, how can Beyonce speak for everyone? How can exactly. anyone speak for anyone? There's going to be something missing in every project. It's just impossible. Could you imagine if every project included? First of all, what is inclusion in totality anyways? Thank how How you. is that even possible? You Thank know how many you. different things would have to be mm -hmm. constantly represented? And then if we're so focused on that and who's getting left out, it's like, like we said last week. I think the important thing is if you see yourself missing, create it then. Mm -hmm. Then that should be your push. You know, when I see myself missing in things, it makes me be like, well, I see how I can make this, you know, where I would fit in. And then maybe that's your calling, mm -hmm. you know, to create what you don't see. And and I, that's why I admire things like Black and Sexy TV when they created things that they didn't see. Yeah, because you know? they totally saw a gap and yeah. they filled it. Imagine watching Sex in the City and it's like, the you know, a regular ass season. And then they just decide, all right, we're going to throw a black girl on this season. And so now it was a black girl sitting at the table. I'm a like, girl, I almost got my weave wet. <laughs> and I remember and when they and felt the like, pressure because uh, didn't they add um, Jennifer Hudson for that in, movie. The to, in the movie, yeah. right? And it just, you could feel that it was like, let's throw in the, a black the, girl. The assistant. <laughs> right. Because, you know, the minute that black people saw it, I was like, oh, of course, we got to be the assistant. It's <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, if you force things like that and then you get it you're most likely not gonna like it because mm -hmm. it's gonna be done half-assed because it wasn't what they wanted to do in the first place here's what i ask mm -hmm. right all i ask is for a realistic you know depiction of whatever the story is you're trying to tell lemonade beyonce's album film was not a, it was not um indicative of our day-to-day -day reality she was breathing underwater there was rooms on fire that she was standing in casually like it was almost some fantasy type shit right it was telling a story so the responsibility was not there to tell you know a realistic depiction a realistic you know interpretation of reality she could create whatever world she wanted to and what she made was hella inclusive especially when you consider the fact that she didn't have to. Now, if Beyonce had made a short film about living in Los Angeles, you know, in 2016, it would need to look like what that looks like. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where inclusion becomes important. If you're going to tell it, tell it right. And even, and even right. to the point of that, though, like, it's all based on perception. So if... She decided to tell a story about California in 2016. how she sees it. Exactly. So if she didn't see, you know any of these other th people or places or things that need to be included, it's like you can't fault her for that. 
she's still Beyonce. So it's like her point of view on a lot of different things are going to be completely different. You might say uh, TSA to Beyonce, and she's like, what What does that stand for? Like, like we know what we got to do, but she's looking at us like, I fly private. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, her- and I like what you said about the stifling, because I think that's something with being politically correct that I think is getting us in trouble, especially as artists. When we worry too much and then we think too much and overthink, then it make it leaves less room for just like flow mm-hmm. and stream of consciousness and like literally just making shit. Because a lot of times, even with me, when I want to create things, you know, I'm overthinking <laughs> to the point that I, I get like paralyzed. Yeah. And that sucks as a mm-hmm. creative, especially when you do have a perspective you want to share. You should just be able to share it. Yeah, that's why I don't give a damn. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. No, but that's it's true, not you know. To be, you and know, I think rude. it's yeah, I, I think it can I be hard. I think it can be harmful in a lot of ways and you know, I get the importance of it. Like I said, I get the importance of in- inclusion for specific projects where inclusion right. is an option. Meaning this isn't someone's life story or something, you know, because imagine me like I grew up, I always say in the hood and then someone's like, yeah, but you need a white girl in your story. It's like, <laughs> I'd be like, what? Like, how would a white girl hood. even fit? <laughs> yeah. Like I I would be faking that. I would be making up a white girl in my story. There was no white girl me growing up. Yeah. I didn't really interact with white people. So I got to private school, you know, so. I I can't lie or make you feel comfortable with my life story by adding your adding you if you weren't in it. Mm-hmm. That's just how I right. see it. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess it's a tricky topic. But a lot of people were angry, and seemed it was pretty black and white to me, Fran. It don't <laughs> seem tricky. Seemed to me like it like that's what. Well, it seems you know. tricky because of how many think pieces I saw, and it was like different. Like well, it first was, of all, we got all these undercover Beyonce haters. See, that's what it's really about. Sometimes a lot of people who know that it's clearly the unpopular opinion to speak negatively of somebody like Beyonce who's really great at what they do and don't fuck around with nobody, don't bother nobody. That's why the beehive is so, you know, vicious and violent because anytime somebody fucks with Beyonce, they did that. She did nothing to start it. Right. Right. You know, so that's why. But my point is that people who really don't like her, they mask their need to just be haters and hateful in think pieces and shit like that. Oh, Lemonade was such a great album. Or, oh, it was a great film. Love Beyonce. But. X, Y, Z. Always a but. <laughs> okay. And then their Always. favorite thing to say is, oh, I clearly said I love Beyonce. You just don't, you know, y'all, I guess you just can't say nothing about Beyonce. That's what they say. That's how you know they a real hater. And I noticed that <laughs> just even, you know, outside of Beyonce, it's like, but yeah, so I've noticed that it just seemed like such a, a, online wound of people feeling like they need to see themselves in everything. And I really wish that you would not look at it that way and instead look at it like, okay, let me create myself in everything (laughs) then, you know? The foundation of inclusion, it's just that basic principle of everybody wanting to be in something or everybody wanting to be loved. but like And being acknowledged, which I understand. So people will either bandwagon or try to go against the grain and be a part of the unpopular opinion to get that attention, just do whatever. And I sometimes feel like people lose sight of self when they try to be included in every other thing. Because, you know, you're looking for yourself in all these things. You want to be represented here and there. But it's like you have to remember yourself and how you represent self so you can be seen in more things. Or, you know, you have to show more of that as opposed to trying to force other people to do it. If I decided to throw like a a white person in particular parts of my story, 
just to make people happy, it's not going to look good. Because it's like, all right, give me your perspective. But, you know, on white people, and I have to go back to elementary school and think about every time a white person talk down to me and say, all right, that's what my movie's based on. <laughs> then it's going to look like, well, that was inclusion, but not really. It's like, that was my perspective. That's my inclusion. On inclusion, because <laughs> right. you wanted me to do that. Yeah. But, but then people are disappointed sometimes when they get that inclusion, but it's not what they wanted. So they forget to do it True. for themselves and, you know, love to love th- thyself. Like, you know, that really is what it's all about. You know, you want these people to be your heroes and stand for you. But you got to stand for yourself sometimes. And I think that's where it all gets lost in the sauce. Yeah, I guess it's just hard seeing, like, because I thought the project was so amazing. And even just like I was saying outside of Beyonce, a lot of different projects that come out that I'll be like, oh, this is so great. And then you'll see the thing pieces and I'll be like, wow, I didn't even see any of those things you know but it's it's all perception when people right. are going to look for what they're going to look exactly. for exactly but i think the takeaway for me with inclusion is make it your life's purpose to become what you think is missing mm. that's that you know instead of like we say criticizing is su- is such a waste of your life source you know because you, you you're essentially living to tell someone to like focus on how someone else is living especially when the person on the other end don't care in the first place that's the biggest takeaway like and speaking i don't of, care that's what so, makes it even more yeah, of a waste like, of your life source and i i can't wait to be like my biggest baddest dustin and not give a fuck no more but biggest, like baddest dustin. but sometimes when y'all send those letters talking about whatever y'all talking about and y'all feel like y'all are about to prove something or do something I've only read about five to ten words and I'm done. So <laughs> really think about how much of your time you might be wasting trying to tell tell somebody else or make somebody else be inclusive when you are literally still being left out by doing that shit. So No, it's true. Something to take into consideration. It's a waste of energy. But so that's our conversation about inclusion for mm-hmm. today. Do you guys have any other takeaways you wanna yeah. add? If you feel left out. You're not in the front. No, I'm just <laughs> what I was gonna say was my thoughts on inclusion. Leave me out of it. That's my thoughts <laughs> on it. Leave me out, me out of, of it. I'm doing just fine over here. Fine, 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 fine. fine. Ooh, <laughs> let it go. Hey, I ain't gonna let nothing get in my way. Get in my way. Oh, man, Mary J. Blige. We're going to end the inclusion conversation with Mary J. Blige. You're damn right, because she includes everybody. Everybody loves Mary J. Blige. And like, if, white and if people, you don't, black people, Oprah. And if you don't, don't write in and tell us about it. Oh, you know, <laughs> this is the wrong okay, place. Don't, Especially not Mary don't, J. and Dustin. This is okay. the last place anybody that on this. I'm telling you. You know, speaking walking. of Mary J., I've been so into her My Life album yeah, of, it's a classic. It just came back around yep. in my mind, and I have been obsessively playing it for the past month. A lot of month. texture so on that weird. album. A lot of texture. A lot of text. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a 10-10. It's a like, yeah, it's oh, one of those that's just perfect from beginning to mm-hmm. end. But it's funny how, like, an album can just, like, come back and then go and come back and at different times of your life. But that's kind of where I'm at. And then my, oh, my summer playlist for title that I tweeted <laughs> to you guys. You guys have been cracking me up. Uh, um, Grass-Fed Charlie, I believe that's what her name on Twitter. She's like one of my favorites. She was like, only Fran would have me in my office jamming to the thong song by Cisco. Because <laughs> y'all know I added all the random shit. <laughs> like the way the booty go. But I'll, but um, I'll definitely post that link um, under the SoundCloud as well so in case you guys want to check it out. 
Hey, everybody, we're going to pause for the cause and chat a little bit about this week's sponsor, Loot Crate. Now, for those of you that don't know, Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service that includes shit like licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items, and even more than that. For example, like Marvel's latest film, Captain America Civil War, it featured like this huge clash of like epic big proportions. And that makes May the perfect time to put the spotlight on characters and items of great power. Now, Loot Crate and us have something really cool that you can carry, something for your kitchen, and a cool figure to go with our monthly tea and pen. Featuring two Marvel items, plus Warcraft and Dragon Ball Z, no crate should have all this power. No one crate should have all that power. Uh-huh. The clock ticking, Loot Crate's got the hour. <laughs> you have until the 19th, okay? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. You cannot have no parts of any of this Loot Crate-ness. So make sure to head over to www.lootcrate.com slash friendzone and enter code friendzone to save $3 on any new subscription. Now let's get back to our show. So this week's wellness segment, mm-hmm. I'm actually excited because I'm going to challenge Asante and Dustin as just, well. No, and just Asante, remember? <laughs> Before he got here, you said you was only going to make him do nope. it. No, Dustin and Asante and all of you listening, since it's the beginning of the month, I always love seeing the first couple of days as like a, a way to build some new talent or skill set or just learn something new. That's always how I view the top of the month. With so your thought, dumb asses. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go ahead. So I thought it would be dope to give ourselves a 30-day challenge. With <laughs> 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 your dumb asses. Hell. Yeah, like, Go oh, ahead, man. So here's a 30-day challenge. Ready? Yes. No, but I'm going to listen. Yeah. I'm not going to commit. And you guys have on. to try. You have to try it. Friend, so, it better not be nothing about the fucking kind of food I can eat or nothing like that. <laughs> no, okay, that would probably be You better text me every day if you want me to do this challenge. <laughs> so I want to do a 30-day no complaining, no shading I'm out. I don't, I don't do that anyway. I'm out. Never no do negative that. talk. This is for perfect 30 for me. days. Now, okay, I wait, can, always, I can still retaliate. I can retaliate to something, right? I just can't no, put it out there. No, that's still negative talk. Oh, no, so verbally. So it's a verbal get, thing. It's going back. So if I got some signs. <laughs> no, no, no. It has to be internal, <laughs> external. Friend, like I'm gonna commit to it, but if somebody say something about my mom or my sister, so it's on. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> okay, but what if I'm listening to Lemonade though? Right. No, no negative talk about like, cheating, nothing. Everything in my phone got the sticker on it. <laughs> but <laughs> so here, here's what, the, no cha- here's what the challenge is going to be. Okay, so <laughs> this is the thing. When we complain. It does. <laughs> everything. Who like I'm going to buy the clean? Me. Oh I'm going to buy the clean bird. I don't even go to Walmart unless Shut you talking about that patty cake. <laughs> Oh, it was so moist. Everybody, I'm sorry, friend. It's fine, <laughs> really it's quick. Fine. Oh Everybody, God. that Patty LaBelle pound cake is good. It's clearly got like salted butter it. in it. It's it's moist as hell. It's so good. Like I know y'all talk shit about that sweet potato pie, and Which I think we were all it, it was very good, but we I we might have gave it a little so bit good. too much. But that pound cake, that is something serious it was for real. Good. Did yes. she still making that stuff? Or what? people just stop yes. talking about it. Of course she is still. Because it was just a phase. You ain't see her being fake in that church on that commercial. Mm-hmm. That Walmart commercial. Oh, I forgot. You ain't got no t- brand. They got a TV. 
I'm, I'm sorry, friend. But it be coming on YouTube sometimes. He already though. failed the 30 day already. challenge. Look, look at you. Threw, oh, no. oh my God. That is, I would ne- that is the again. last person Shade on the face of the earth. I would ever. He said he never would. I swear to God, I never in life. Like, that's the last person. Oh, wait. You you can't see commercials, huh? But the thing is, it comes on YouTube, too. Kylie Bell. And it was. It was during what just passed where Easter, Easter. It was during Easter where everybody was cooking. <laughs> and she she cooks this meal with her family and then they walk into church and she really gives the fake high to the pastor like <laughs> Sansa's so doing breathing fake that's all. But anyway, go ahead, friend. Okay, so this is what I was saying. When you are negative, it's usually a self-defense mechanism, right? Very true. Very true. That's usually what it comes down to. It's something that you were feeling insecure about and you lash out by being negative nine times out of ten that's the response also our brains when we complain and just constantly speak negatively releases stress hormones that actually mess up the the um, neural connections in your brain that you use for problem solving and other types of like cognitive functions can't even concentrate because you're getting on my damn nerves well the thing is negativity in other words interferes with how your brain works. It actually chemically alters your brain. Remember, Mm -hmm. we've talked about Mm -hmm. this with the amygdalas and the GABAs. Mm -hmm. Stress, negativity, all these external factors. Like, I think people don't realize you are chemically altering how your brain works. That's how serious, when I talk about negativity, it's not about being this positive, happy-go-lucky person all the time. But if someone's selling you scientifically, you're getting in your own way by mm-hmm. putting out this badass energy, why would you not try to do something about it? That's right. That's you know what, what I mean? That's why scientifically every day I got to get a little reset. <laughs> you know what I'm so the about. challenge I want to do for you guys that are listening and Asante <laughs> and Dustin, I want you to put a rubber band or it could be a bracelet that you already have. I listen to text too. I heard. What he say? We had the doctor on there. Oh, she, <laughs> she no, she but she was that. saying to snap it. She was oh, saying we, to snap yourself. It? No, no, no. This uh, isn't a snap trick. Well, you know, I wasn't finna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I thought that one was really interesting when she said that. But no, this one you're gonna put a rubber band on your left hand, right? And then this ain't no Kabbalah bullshit. Is no, this? no, okay. no, it's not. So it's a thirty day. It's a thirty day. Basically, you're going to reprogram. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be hard because you don't even realize how negative you can be until you like keeping track of it. Right. So you're going to put a rubber band on your left hand, mm-hmm. right? And every time you have a negative thought, your start clock has to reset. Basically, even if you've been good for two, three days of no negative talk, as soon as that negative or shade or complaint comes out, you have to put the rubber band back on the other hand and start from scratch. Oh, hell no. That could go on for the rest of my life. (laughs) You about to watch this rubber band play. But here's the thing. But here's the thing about it. The, The challenge of it is not so much to try to do it perfectly for 30 days because I don't know that that's going to be difficult but the challenge is that it will make you more aware of how negative of a person you are and that will show you and because I was I remember the first time I tried it I kid you not and me that you see I'm not someone that's like even a relatively negative person I I had like maybe I don't know I remember it was something crazy like 40 or 50 thoughts in one day that were either like 
you know, self-defeating, just negative. And this is the thing, the shade and the negativity doesn't mean that you're um, sending it towards someone else. This is even towards yourself. You know, like when you, you know how that inner voice, when you make make a mistake or something doesn't go wrong, you kind of talk to yourself kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah. Like it's being more mindful even of your own inner voice with yourself. And of course, how you speak to other people. Right. So... The whole point of it is to try to cut down on the stress and negativity and the energy that not only are you putting out for people, but for yourself. And I promise you, the more aware you are of this energy, the more willing you'll be to cut down on it and you will actually catch yourself, you know, and it's just a great way to reprogram how heavy and harsh your life feels because there's definitely a correlation like, I put out calm energy because I want a calm life. And it's a mirror. You know what I mean? It's like a boomerang effect. So that's why my life, I can say for the most part, is relatively calm. How am I going to get through love and hip-hop? <laughs> you can. How am I going to make it through love and hip-hop, friend? I'm going to be starting over forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least, like I said, now because it's on your mind, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't realize... How much should I talk? I'm gonna have to miss loving hip hop. I'm switching right. I'm look. If I had one right now, I would just be. Because <laughs> I mine gonna look like them bang. You know how when people have bangles all the way up their arms to the elbow. That's how my rubber band. I'm gonna have so many fucking rubber bands. <laughs> but like I said, put one on the left hand. Try to get through the month with it being on one arm. Can That's we do a week? That's basically the goal. I mean, do whatever you need to do. No, don't give me. Is it still respectable if we only do a week? Because a month is a lot of. That's a lot of commitment. I mean, I'd rather you do a week than not do it at all. But I do think a a month is a commitment. Just try to see. Try to see. Can I pick a week? (laughs) Not this week. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be like next year. <laughs> You'll be like, I'm right. ready for my challenge. Like, like jury duty. I want to postpone <laughs> this for as long as possible. <laughs> so that's something I want you guys to try to chemically alter your brain in a different direction. Alter it in a way that oh, actually... I was going to chemically alter it all right. Now that... I was getting in the car. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could go do that right now, okay? No, but let me tell Making you... Making my way downtown. <laughs> walking fast. Okay. No, but here's, no, but you know what? I'm actually glad you said that because what if you figured out how to make yourself chemically alter your brain without needing any of that? <laughs> Imagine well, if you figured out that power. I'm about to save a whole bunch of money on my without car needing any Let me tell you passion that. flower or herbal passion extract. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, imagine if you master your mind and yourself to the point that you know how to give yourself that same high. And your life is just a constant high. That sounds like that's one, the goal, right? One step closer to being rich. I actually, I, I guess I'll try I this totally, now. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole point is, we're all trying to feel good and calm down, <laughs> calm our asses down, and just have way better feeling lives, way higher quality lives. And it all starts with the shit that you are thinking about all day. Yes, it does. It yes, really it does. does. Like your mind can kill you if you let it. That's and why I don't be paying nobody no attention. <laughs> Cause it started with the shit you take in. Like, no, you know, so I'd be no, like, but it's true though. Remember we said it on a. I forget which episode it was, but to me, hell is not a place. It's just an energy. It's a thought process. It's how you choose to view the world. Go to so, hell. That's so why, that's why it feels good to tell somebody go to hell. Or that's why when people look at that's you and they say hell. Yeah. Oh damn! No, See another so friend. When an old person looks at you, they calling you hell, or they calling your energy, or they be hell. <laughs> 
<laughs> they just see the energy on you. Hell. Right. They feel it. So, I mean, have you ever like like stood next to someone and you can like feel the heaviness? Or you just see it on their face and they haven't even opened their mouths? Mm-hmm. Like that energy, energy is like. Like Donald Trump. <laughs> he always looked like it. True. Yeah. Imagine being around him. There's a um, an astrologer. Um, Reiki instructor. She's like all these awesome spiritual things. I would love for you guys to check her out. She's on Twitter. She goes under Mystic. Uh, what is it? Mystic X Lipstick. And her name is Danny, I believe. And she talks about energy in terms of a Morse code, which I love that. Mm. She's like, what you put out is a Morse code to God. And he's basically seeing the kind of life you want to have by all the things that you do, what you think about, what you choose to spend your day doing, the kinds of conversations you're having, you know what I mean? So when you keep a, when you keep that in mind and you look at your life, if you're happy with it or unhappy, then you have to think, okay, well, what am I putting out right. that is giving me this life? So that's basically what I want you guys to be more aware of. So try the challenge. I don't be wanting to think about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I'm going to try. That's the shit I'm right? depressed about. Only, only I think it's a cool... It's a cool way to to kind of catch yourself in a way, you know, and be like, oh, okay, my life is like this because look how I talk about people and mm. what I'm doing or even how I talk to myself. It's just awareness is like a big part of changing your life. Huge part. See, I'm so aware of the fact that I need to change certain things in my life that this rubber band is not going to help me in this particular juncture, mm-hmm. but it will be like ninja training for a different phase of my life. Because, you know, I, I already know the problem is just work. Like, I just hate my job. Right. <laughs> but I will, you know, take the time out to try to reset my thinking. And if I can make it through work all the time without being negative, even when, you know, shit goes down, then I will be one step closer to my my, my millionaire mansion. So. Yeah, and, and a lot of you actually have hit me about the gratitude jars, which I'm so happy that you guys have loved it. Well, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show that day, but one girl said sent me a picture, and she said she'd actually kept her gratitude jar for the entire year and then opened it on New Year's. Wow. Oh, she's so damn smart. And she I went that to was HBCU, so... didn't she? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's smart. Oh, Spelman ass. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I thought that was so dope because I do it monthly just because I like at the end of the month because it's the emotional benefits, you yeah. know, that I like the having it like consistently. But I also did like the way that she flipped it because then at the end of the year, you you come into the new year with good ass energy. You're happy. You're like, yo, my last year was not as hard as I thought. Look at all the good things that manifested. So definitely continue the gratitude jars if you're doing that. And let's keep the conversation going with how we can be healthier thinkers so that our lives can feel better. Because it's just a lot of craziness out there right now. It is. Right. So that's it for this week's wellness segment. I really hope you guys uh, join us on the challenge and find it interesting at least. Join us on the challenge. Right. So, or at least a week with Dustin. We'll see. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be following you. I'm going to be tracking you on Twitter. Yeah, you, you already do. Their I'm eyes a, is watching. And when, when, when Dustin goes to bang on someone, I'll be like, start, move your rubber band <laughs> to Look, the other hey, hand. I'm going to just be tweeting, moves rubber band. Rubber band, <laughs> hashtag rubber band. Hashtag Dustin. rubber band. Everyone that follows Dustin, tweet him, hashtag rubber band when you see him being mean. Oh, Speaking Lord. of rubber bands, we bring him back the song of the week. Right now. And I want to... um. I want to make sure that I am inclusive with this week's song choice. So since we're talking about rubber bands, on one end of the spectrum, I want you guys to look up um, the American Bandstand performance of the Rubber Band Man by the Spinners. Mm -hmm. Look that up. 
Um, and then also look up Rubber Band Man by Clifford T.I. T. Harris, <laughs> uh, who just had a beautiful baby girl named Aris Diana Harris. So thank them for that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> give it honor to God. And, um, Woo. So, yeah. Woo. Oh, my so, God. So that's what I want to say. I so wish this there was week, a camera you know, it's a rubber band. It's a rubber band man. I wish there know. was a camera in here. That's it. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank wow. you, God. Names, names, yeah. names. Um, so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. like like silent, right? So Asante, what is <laughs> yes. this week's I was gonna say what's this week's wildness segment? You got the best of me. And Speaking of, did y'all see um Mariah the clip from her yeah. concert where she like was riding the dude on the chair? I was like, what? wow. I never nah. seen her. Like he was, that, he so had like cool. a, a leg that. race. He was, was in a wheelchair, I think. Yeah, he had a leg race. And he was like being super aggressive with her. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. When he like lifted her up. I was like, is this part of the show? But she looked great, though. She looks really happy. Mm. So what's the icebreaker for today, Asante? Well, in the spirit of inclusion, <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever a race you felt left out of, no, um, if you could not be black or male or female or whatever, if you want to change... Let's just say you believed in reincarnation. You go into your next life. You can choose to be any race, creed, color, whatever you want. Would you still be the same or would you be something else? Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I, I thought about mm. this. And, you know, nine times out of ten, I'd still want to be a black man. I but... know what I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely want to come back as another black man. <laughs> I want to come back just like this. I love it. We can dance. We're well endowed. We oh have my like God. charisma <laughs> and energy. Like this is what I why would I pick anything else and be at risk of not having that? Those are important things that have gotten me in, you know, rooms and spaces and things. Like I I need that. So like I don't want to know life I've, without black, you know, man. Yeah, you know what's weird? Charm. I feel you. I don't know that I'd wanna not be black. I'd maybe I, I don't know, maybe I'd wanna see what it's like being a wanna, black man. Mm. Maybe that would be a curiosity just for the perspective and just seeing what so life is fun. like. Yeah. Especially for men, because it's just like a whole different world that I obviously have no clue about personally. A new fantastic right. point of view. Right. <laughs> no, he didn't go with Aladdin. <laughs> and low-key, I would want to be... <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to be you anything. Know, I'm about to say something so crazy. Oh. I'm not going to say that, actually. Do it. Do it. Some say good it. think pieces. <laughs> say it, Asante. Say it with your full ass, too. Get close to the mic. No, Lean up. With your full Lean ass. in. Say it. What I was going to say, I would like to come back... African, some sort of royalty Ooh. per se, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know they always talk about the African princes. So I was like, you know, I don't want to come back as, you know, ain't nothing wrong with white people, but you know, y'all are pretty bad. But I would, <laughs> unless I was to come back like a white man in the 80s or something, or maybe 70s, but then I thought I might not live through that, depending on the type of drugs I might get hooked on. Like, these are all the things that I thought about. Clearly, I was high when I thought about the question. <laughs> right. but, um, Definitely a high icebreaker question. Yes, definitely. Definitely still want to be a man could not bear the thought of having children hell fuck nah a woman really no you thank you you're not curious to the, for the perspective not, I am not all I 
how no. fun our lives no are. No way, I'm shape, not. or form. Now, I did ask someone, and they they explained, oh, it would be so beautiful to be a woman and experience that. And I, I get that. Yeah. I get it. You know, birth is beautiful. I'm, I'm but, you know, I just, for me, even if I was a woman, I would still be like, mm, I'm going to have to do something about this because I can't hell ever. No. But, yeah, I would not want to come back as a woman. Sorry, ladies, love y'all. but No, thank you. Never. I'm just very comfortable with how everything worked out. You know me, so I don't really want to rock the boat. And now, I could come back white if I could be like that. Y'all seen like that Kappa that be strolling with them other oh, Kappas? Oh God, was like, like Sam White out. Like dance. Like you know, if I could, or that it's a it's a vine or not even a vine. It's like a clip that's on Twitter. Like this white boy in his white shirt and these khaki shorts dancing with this white girl, like a like an outdoor picnic or something. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No, mm-hmm. I like seen if that. I was like a white dude like that with like a faded haircut and I could dance and like wore Jordans and shit. Dude. Yes. You know, maybe Shout I could out. get with that. I Never just don't want to lose the essence of, you know. <laughs> you about to shout out. <laughs> I, was about to, I was back before the social media age, you know, down in Morehouse College, there was a... Uh, a, a white valedictorian one year, and he was so fine. What? So the smartest person to graduate from Morehouse that year was a white man. Yep. <laughs> wow. Owned it. Yep. Owned it. Now, now that right there, it was some shit, but if I had to be like a white man of some stature, like that right there would be some shit. Be like, all right, I'm down. And not even like in a disrespectful way to say, I came through this bitch and beasted it and topped all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, we'd all stay black. Yeah, I definitely yeah, would. Pretty <laughs> much. Hey, there you go. But I thought it would be a cute conversation. Right? Just to talk about all the other shit. <laughs> Speaking of, all what do we have? Shit. Oh, wait, no, that's not what you shit. mean. <laughs> well, all the other shit. All of the I other shit. shit. All shit. Do you watch Bra City? I saw the first season. I told you Maya like was like, you got to watch it. You and I, watch it. it was hard for me to get through it, to be honest. If you could watch Girls, you can watch I Broad pushed. City. No, Girls was <laughs> way more interesting. There's like actual storyline. Don't nobody care about them stories. Broad City is silly. It's we like, live in New York City. I see white girl storylines <laughs> every day I get on the train. Okay? I thought it was a funny show. So then you do have to have white people in your life story. Yep, for for now. Now I do. For now. They're not going to like the inclusions, but... No, but Broad City, it took me, I'd say, like, maybe five episodes to really get into it. And then I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. It's silly. It's well, funny. Well, now that you've gotten it, there's an episode <laughs> with Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams? <laughs> yes. Oh, Which shit. one? The one where she's on the toilet? No, which Vanessa Williams? Oh. <laughs> there's two. There's the one that does, like, <laughs> Medea films, about. right? Oh, no, not there's Medea the one, There's the one from... Which Vanessa Williams? <laughs> Inclusion. Oh you better pick the right one. You, know, you, you know. mean the... Um, which the Vanessa I Williams? Know. Vanessa but, L. Williams? You know... Or, Vanessa, or Lion Babe Mama. Lion Babe I'm Mama. not about to ask. <laughs> Wait, but she was on it? That's crazy. Rick Fox is old freak. Remember? Oh, my God. She, she was on it. And she was singing I shit in the toilet. What? Like, there was a scene where one of the girls, she always be singing a song <laughs> in the show. bathroom. And then Vanessa Williams is in the next scene singing the same song on the toilet. And it's like, I can't believe. Oh, please God, please to sing me. it. Please like, sing it. I shit. I shit. I shit. Like, the girl is in there shaking like a maraca or some shit. And then Vanessa Williams comes in soulful as fuck afterwards. She's like... I shit. <laughs> <laughs> I shit. I was shout out to Broad City. That wait, was a Dustin, moment. Wait, Dustin, do you watch Broad City? No, they made me watch what? one episode. Ooh, wait, wait, hold it, hold you. it. They made me watch one episode when they was on the airplane trying to go to like Israel or something. <laughs> oh, yes. But it wasn't that funny to me. Was that that wasn't oh, the first nigga, season? Oh, I had wasn't? an episode. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that funny. I'm like, that's I don't the, remember that's the last that. episode. 
there is an episode that you would love with <laughs> with Sister Act. The shout out. I don't want to give it away. How you many seasons are there? I think it's the third season now. Oh, maybe okay. is it on so Hulu or Netflix? Yeah, yep. Which it one? Is. Uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm, I'll oh, I watch it. I'll be watching on your Hulu. Okay, I watch Hulu. <laughs> I love it because I'll be watching the Real Housewives reunions all the time on, on, on of Atlanta on Hulu all the time. See, I I tried Hulu, <laughs> but there wasn't much that that I've watched. You got to watch it, Real, Real Housewives like, of Atlanta. <laughs> Even Netflix, I'm kind of over it. Yeah, Netflix. Like, been I think I've through. watched all the documentaries I could possibly watch. My Vidster. <laughs> same thing. He said same thing. X hamster, <laughs> X hamster. We should have an episode. I was about to, ah. <laughs> but nah, I'm not. we definitely hub. have to have a sex I'm not about episode. To tell y'all my I sites. want a point. I shout out to anybody that want to send us a gifts. I send us gifts. I send want a porn a hub hoodie. A I do, I do want one. Yeah, I want a porn yes, hub hoodie. Yes, because it's like so that orange. Would you? Shout out to porn hub. Shout out to whoever wants to send me one. You can send it to Loudspeakers Network. Reach out to them for our address <laughs> info. I would like a porn hub hoodie. In a men's in black, in a men's uh, large. That is, you about Since to get a box of porn? I want one of those too. Since I want the white one too, actually, because the white one I feel like would be cute in the summertime if I like cut the sleeves off. Mm. Well, I want yeah. the black one. So one black, so I want one white. a white and black, actually. So you oh, can so pick whichever one size yeah, large. So Thank you. And if they have the shorts to go with it, that would be even <laughs> better because it would be really cute with like some Nike slides and Nike socks. <laughs> Somebody so, gonna make you a porn hub. Thank hoodie. you. I would like the porn hub shorts and hoodie. Thank you. Oh my goodness. So what do you have for us today? A Sunday? The hoodie. <laughs> Definitely not the hoodie. Oh damn. <laughs> oh, the white one would look like candy corn. Just if like you had like candy. a little yellow. If you had like some yellow shoes, like this is my candy corn outfit. Um, moving left and right on along. A little cute quote I stole from Dustin from back in the day. Right. Moving left and right along. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, pictures. Keep them. <laughs> Please do not hesitate. No complaints this month. Right. Or else I'm going to pop your motherfucking rubber band. <laughs> Please do not hesitate, which I'm sure you're hesitating to do so now, to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That is thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dot com. Oh, night. I make it dot com. Remember dot com by Usher. That was a beautiful song. You guys don't remember that? It was a bonus track from Confessions. Mm-hmm. Song homework. <laughs> I just started following him on Snapchat. Because <laughs> he Snapchatted that. <laughs> that is shady, right? It's like, so that's why what you made started you start following him the week that he mm. <laughs> releases a nude? <laughs> well, we're No, the going funny to... thing is I didn't even, I actually followed him because I saw Gia talking because she's obsessed with uh, Usher and she was talking about how cute he is on Snapchat and she is, and she mentioned that one of his sons looked like Lloyd. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Gia. And because we were talking about Lloyd in our last episode, so I was like, "What?" And I've literally followed Usher to see what his sons look like. Mm, to see what his and sons then, look like. And then that happened to be the same day. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> naked in the shower. Asante right. is nasty. Everybody see, listening right? to this show, he's nasty and nasty. <laughs> yes. Moving right along. <laughs> What's the first letter? <laughs> What's the first letter? Hello, loves. This is Anonymous writing in to say, I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> Because you really wanted to see what his sounds look like. I really did, though. Hello, loves. This is Anonymous writing in to say, first, I love all of you and the show. Aww. Second, I would like some insight on some of the things I have been through. What happened? I recently got out of an off-and-on relationship that has lasted as long as a common-law marriage in the South. <laughs> there were Damn. not 
There were not issues with commitment on my end, but with the other person. After years of writing for him and forgiving all the lies and deceit, I finally took a stand and walked away from it all. Instead of putting the effort behind to make it right, he jumped into a relationship with someone else that has the same name as I do. (laughs) What? Because it's easy. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Like he did that on purpose? Instead of putting the effort behind to make it right, he jumped into a relationship with someone else that has the same name as I do. Because it's easy. Just want to get that see one more time. I know I'm walk- so weirded out <laughs> yep, right now. Yep, yep. I know walking away was the best thing for me, and people say all people always say <laughs> Justin is out. Did I have such a beautiful spirit <laughs> and any man would be lucky to have me, but why is it the fuck niggas in relationships find happiness after they have fucked you over time and time again? Why can't you put the effort in to make it right with me, but can make it right with someone else? And what makes me and what makes me pissed off at myself is that I'm very forgiving. So forcing myself to stay away from him has been torture because all the feelings are not gone. How do you get your soul back from the person that's mistreated it for all these years? Thanks for the advice. Stay beautiful and blessed. Oh, wow. Well, the first thing I'd say is you have no idea what their relationship is like. Right. Right. Because think about how long you stuck it out. Oh, that glitter. And it wasn't a good one. So she could very well be doing the same thing. You know, people follow patterns. That could be his pattern. And second of all, I've said it before on the show, sometimes your only job in someone's life is to prepare them for someone else. It's It's a reality that sucks. But I know I've definitely, men that have dated me, even if we didn't work out, I held up a mirror to them. And encourage them to taught them how to dress. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. How that nigga look better since I fucked with? Look at him. <laughs> no, figuratively, yeah, I held up a mirror to them and mm-hmm. and made them more aware of their thinking, their life. You know, like there are certain people you'll date that make an impact and actually make you a better person. Just because you guys break up doesn't mean those lessons are lost. But the reality is now he's going to be better prepared because of you Mm -hmm. for the next relationship. And it could very well be a healthier relationship. But a lot of that is thanks to you. So instead of viewing it as he took your soul, view it as you did a great deed. Mm. And now there are two people who may have a great relationship thanks to you. And they may end up being great parents it's all great. It's all like a vibration that you just created that's going to just keep going and keep going. And that's a great thing for you and your karma. And you know what happens when you have good karma? The universe blesses you way beyond what he probably could have given you. And you're going to end mm. up with someone that is aligned with the good that you're putting out in the world. You're going to have an awesome relationship. And on the same side of that same coin... On, on a different side of that same coin. <laughs> same side. Well, it could have been the same side. It would have to I was be that or the other. Uh, <laughs> you also, he might have left you with some lessons to take into your next relationship. Daddy lessons. So you know what you're not going <laughs> to. With my gun. Shout out to Winter Gordon. Winter yes. wrote that. That's so mm. dope. Shout out to Winter Gordon. And kids. <laughs> mm, never mind. Um, I messed up. I missed the my The lessons. Thought. She got the lessons from him, too. He decided to go on ahead and help you out because now you know what you will and won't take moving into your next relationship. You know how much of yourself that you should be giving, when you should be giving it. Uh, they're just like little things that you should also look to take away from the relationship as opposed to looking to continue to find ways to stay in this relationship. This person's moved on. So now it's just a matter of you figuring out how to move on. And um, what makes you a bad bitch? Don't be worried about 
this person moving on with someone else and thinking that they got the time of their life. You have to have the time of your own. So you still a bad bitch. You didn't fix them to go into this new shit. You know. Now stay a bad bitch and go into some newer shit, okay? And, and that's be a, true. And hopefully you'll find you an equal or greater as opposed to a lesser. Definitely greater. Just think of your, instead of thinking that someone has the power to take your soul, think of the fact that you're so fly and infinite that you're the gift that keeps on giving. You're not even in his life anymore. And he's still, his girlfriend will have to know who you are to know who he is. Mm. Especially since she gonna hear your name every time he call her. <laughs> I was, that's so odd to me that he really did that. But I'm gonna stay away from that. Yeah, Honest, I didn't wanna... But honestly, I view myself like that. Like, there are a lot of relationships that didn't, like I say, it didn't work out. But I'm cool with a lot of their girlfriends now because they're like, you You helped my man be better. <laughs> Kudos to you. Fuck around with friends. You're no, be it's true, and girl. I think that's cool because that's just Mister. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the yo. Your soul is the gift that keeps on giving, and it will never stop. And you, it'll, it, you, you're just in the space now where it feels like a bad thing. But you know how it always is. Once you get over it, you look back and you'll be like, "Thank God I got out of that yep. situation." You know, yep. like. Man. All you have to do, and you'll be so thankful you dodged that bullet. And God, you know. Just move that out the way. Think about all the times that that nigga hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. Think about all the times that he lied to you with somebody else. Think about all the times that he got on your nerves, all the times his breath stunk. <laughs> Think about all the times that his dirty shit-stained underwear was sitting on the bathroom floor. Think about oh, all God. the times that he didn't wring the towel out and left too much water sopping in the towel. Think about all the times that he didn't do the dishes. Think about all his feet. Think about everything about him that got on your nerves when he was short on the bills. and all. Think about all of that. That's what will keep you away, the reasons that you left. And on a petty note, she's <laughs> dealing with all of that. This she's dealing with everything that you hated dealing with. So you don't ever have to feel like he moved on and he's happy and you he's still sitting there now. stuck on zero. They over there getting into the same arguments that you and him got into. That's Probably so real. worse <laughs> because he's trying her. Because when you get with somebody new, you're like, okay, I'm not taking none of the shit I took with that old person. So let me let this new person know at the gate, like, what's okay and what's not. So he's trying her ass every time they get into an argument. They're having a horrible relationship. And you should find joy in that. So, you know, that's that's what will keep you away from going back. You think about all the he things that so, got you away so from there. thoughtfully, and you right. should find joy in that's that. That's it. And why would you want to look pressed like you care about what he's doing anyway? Look, but don't touch. And that cuts, that goes for the like button and all that. You just look. You lurk. Of course you lurk. know what's going on. So, you you know, you look at the pages or whatever, but you don't let him know. You just make, you you just do better. So that's all. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? That's true. They ain't happy. He very well could not have learned shit and just be... You know what? The fact that he replaced you so quickly, I don't know how much he learned, too, because right. that's usually a red flag, and he could very well be dragging that girl through this. Yeah, it's almost like he pushed reset. Yeah, he just kept... Like, Karen, reset, and then he got a whole new Karen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or whatever your yeah, name is. Yeah, when someone moves on that quickly, trust me, it hurts. I remember that happened to me. The person I told y'all I was with for six years. Yo, yeah. within three weeks, he was at a wedding with someone. <laughs> wow. Three weeks. Do you know how sick I was? Yo, I was sick. Sick. Mm. But then I realized, and then they were over in like, 
three months. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then he was on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, always on to the next. And it was just like, I get it, bro. That's sad. You gotta look for it. Whew. So give it time. <laughs> Nothing makes any of that X shit easier other than time. time. That's the biggest friend you'll have. Give it time, ignore the urge, and just text somebody else every time you want to text him. Leona yeah, Lewis. and when God yeah. moves things out your way, a lot of the times it's he's removing pain that you don't need. View it that way. <laughs> it gets better. Like we actually don't even have time for a second one today. Oh, damn. And, oh, damn. Who would have thought we'd but run out of time like this? this week's Black Business shout-out of the week, we actually shout wanted to shout-out The Rap Life. T-H-E-W-R-A-P-L-I-F-E dot com. Of course, I will have that link for you guys below on the SoundCloud. The Rap Life... They sell amazing, beautiful fabrics that you can use to create cool wraps. And the best part of their site, aside from the cute-ass packaging, is that it's created, run, sold by beautiful black women. And they are based out of New York, I believe. They're all young entrepreneurs, super fun, funky fabrics that match. Yeah, because I want a turban. Yeah, they have like pretty much all the different patterns and color palettes you could think of. Um, the price ranges are awesome. And my favorite part is that they have tutorials. Oh, because I want to know how to tie the turban. Exactly, which I think is what they figured out was missing with a lot of these rap companies is yeah. that people might buy the fabric and then be like, okay, now what? So I think it's cool. A lot of them have, you know, like I said, different tutorials based on different styles and looks. And the, and the tutorials are awesome. They're really easy to follow and comprehensive, high-quality video, which yes, is yes. great. All right, Frank gave him a thumbs up. Right, and the women are beautiful, which doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Steel, friends back. <laughs> There better be every type of woman on there too. Oh right, inclusion. Yeah. But the women are beautiful, and it's a it's just a really cool concept. And we, you know, it's awesome to pay homage to our ancestors by wearing beautiful head wraps and yes. really knowing the cultural background behind the different types of fabrics and why they wrap it in certain ways. So check out the wrap life dot com and send them some love. Let us let them know we sent we sent you. And get your I'm rap like stumbling on. with my words. Get your rap on. Everybody get your rap on. Hey. Everybody, everybody <laughs> get your rap on. What? So that is the Black Business shout out of the week. And the that's it for our show. Do you guys have any church announcements? I don't have church announcements, but I want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to our family over at the Reed who actually had a Sante and myself Yay, at their live Chicago. show in Chicago. I wish this I could have gone. Oh, Chicago was, was so live. The Reed Live was an amazing time. My first cousins actually got a chance to come out and kick it and oh, see the show. Really? So it was good to have family time, but great experience. Shout out to everybody that we met and hugged, took pictures with. And the energy was just real and sincere. Mm-hmm. Felt good to be in the Midwest. So shout out to everybody that was in the building. Yay. Yeah, Chicago was live and lit. So thanks, Chicago, for an amazing time. And that was with our family over at the Reed. What Yay. about you, friend, here at the Friend Zone? Um, I will be in L.A. for... An event. Funny thing is, I can't say what the event is yet because the person hasn't announced it yet. So I don't want to like overstep. But there is an influencer that you guys love from YouTube that is having a meet and greet. Oh my God, Cardi B. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) as having a meet and greet, and I am flying out for it to be. A special guest because I love her to death and I have to be there for her first meet and greet ever. So I'll be in L.A. for that. Um, I'll actually be in L.A. from the 11th to the 17th. Mm -hmm. So I'll be there for a while working on a couple of different projects as well. 
Um, so I'll definitely let you guys know where that will be for those of you that are, are that are in LA. So you can come give me hugs and kisses. That's and, right. You know, we can talk about herbs and <laughs> flower petals and oils. <laughs> so hopefully I get to see your beautiful faces. And that's it. I can't think of anything else that's coming up. I don't have any church announcements. Yep. So that's it for this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, we love you for listening. Shout out to Lewis York for our wonderful theme music. We're so grateful. Right. And that's it, y'all. We'll see y'all ass next week. (laughs) See y'all next week. Bye.